Tanya, I'm so happy that you have joined me again. And for those of you who um, have somehow managed to not hear our previous two podcasts, um, you are very much um, a career professional in the areas of uh, you know, sort of political topics as well as organizational things, um, you know, a manager of people. Um, and we could talk a lot about your, your professional achievements. Um, but here you're actually representing items of personal interest. Normally we speak about sensuality and sexuality um, and this wonderful group uh, that you have begun with the intention of empowerment um, for diverse genders. Um, and in some ways, this is perhaps what we're going to talk about is a part of that. But uh, first of all, welcome. And I'm so happy that you can you know, join me again. Thanks so much, Zach. Thanks for the nice introduction. Hello, everybody. I'm happy to be back again. <laughs> and I, I hope we will have another amazing chat today. Yeah, I can't imagine it being any other way, to be honest, because, I mean, the topics that you, you, know, you bring to the table um, are, yeah, in some ways you could consider them very, very sort of fundamental. Um, but there's, there's so much more to it than that. The, the way that you talk about these things, there's a, there's a level of humanity which is inherent in all of the things that you say. Um, and, and that's what um, you know, brings me so much interest uh, yeah, in these topics. So yeah, it's great to, yeah, it's great to have that opportunity. So I uh, thank you for kindly for, for continuing to come back and bear with me. Thank you. <laughs> so today, I mean, we've, I'm sure we will revisit the, the sensuality and sexuality topic um, at some point in the future. So for those of, who click on the, uh, the Tanya podcast, because that's what they want to hear, um, then we're going to have to leave you with a little bit of anticipation for when that topic re-emerges. Um, but today we're going to look at two perhaps uh, connected uh, elements in some ways. Um, do you want to go into it? Because I think it's only fair. You are the specialist in the subject. So... <laughs> Yeah, I can go, but I wouldn't uh, call myself a specialist in the subject. The the what what we were when we were thinking about what we would like to share here or discuss a bit deeper than we did that before was actually the topic of dancing, and as you said of uh, um, of mindfulness. And uh, I had the idea because um, as the Corona lockdown uh, came to an end, and I guess most countries, um, but for sure here in, in, in Germany, and um, people were or are able to go out again. What happened over here in Frankfurt is that we are having social dances again. Yay! <laughs> they are privately organized and they are open air. Um, but uh, it is possible again to go to go dancing and for those ones who do not dance or uh, did not yet start to dance, mm. <laughs> social dance is uh, when you go out in the evening and it's uh, basically a couple dance. So um, I like to dance bachata very much and salsa and so what happened over here in Frankfurt a month ago is that um, I was able to restart social dance and that uh, that um, brought so many feelings up and so many thoughts up that uh, yeah that I had the wish or I suggested that we should talk about that about uh, dancing because dancing for me is a communication a way of communicate uh, with another person but without talking and uh, that's uh, that's great yeah yeah, I mean, if we take just one small step back. So, okay, salsa, I'm familiar with, familiar with it with regards to knowing what it is, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to being able to do it. Um, mm -hmm. But the other word, bachata. Now, knowing a little bit of Italian, now, bachata is to kiss. Bachata, is there any connection then? <laughs> 
I guess it depends on who you ask. No, but there is, it's not. I I wouldn't say it's the same uh, route, uh, word-wise. But uh, okay, so bachata comes originally from uh, the, the um, Dominican Republic, and it's called bachata tradicional, and uh, about and it's uh, quite um, um, yeah, let's say energetic. And uh, then about 15 years ago, there uh, was a, a movement, a development uh, here in Europe, starting from Spain, uh, where Bachata Sensual was created by a, a very popular, uh, would you say, pair of instructor, Corke and Judith. And uh, they created Bachata Sensual. And as you can hear in the word, sensual, sensual, yeah. uh, it is more sensual. It's um, You dance it more closer. You have a lot of body waves, a lot of body movement. And uh, yeah, it looks quite nice. So I like both kinds of Bachata. And you have more and like you have also some... Um, some other um, Bachata directions. But yeah, those are the, the main two. I... I'd say not being a professional dancer, um, but being a hobby dancer and with my whole heart. So and uh, yeah, what I but what I do is I dance bachata sensual. Yeah. So so anybody who would like to, you can Google it, bachata, bachata Dominican Republic. You can Google Korka and Judith, and there are many many others, but they are the founders, the creators of bachata sensual. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Uh, and it's also cool because you mentioned communication. Now, I I love all forms of communication, and you know I can empathise with the fact that dancing is also a form of communication. Naturally, you're communicating, you know, very specific things. Um, but I mean, for example, when you go through life, as you get to know people more and you develop a familiarity with people, mm-hmm. you can this kind of communication develops naturally. Um, do you think that, for example, by people who um, engage with a specific kind of dance, in this case, bachata, sensual or traditional, uh, whichever may be the case, because they have a grounding already within the dance, is it easier for you to be able to communicate something in- intimate with a new partner? Or do you still need time to get to know one another to do that communication? <laughs> mm. Okay, that's a good question, but it's a complex one. Um, okay, the, the way you communicate while dancing is is a special one because you don't you don't communicate you do not communicate verbally. You communicate like through your body. You have a, a leader and a follower. Usually the leader is um, a man and the follower is a, is a woman. But you have also man-man dancing, lady-lady dancing and all the different options there are. So you have a leader and a follower. And the leader tries to make the follower understand what he or she wants uh, the follower to do with your own body so that means you have the intimacy because you are very near and specifically with bachata you have um, you, you are very close you're closer than for example with salsa or bachata tradicional and um, yeah but purely on a, a more, much more sort of normal level so um if, for example, because if we say dance is like a kind of language and yes. you both speak the same language, then it's easy to understand one another. Whatever, whether there is attraction no, 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 or no, no, not. No, 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 wait. Okay, okay. so, okay, yes. <laughs> okay, for, like dance is communication. I wouldn't say it's a language. For me, that's different. It is a way to communicate with another human being. And every time you change your your dance partner, you have another way of communicating. And that, for me, is the very special thing about dancing. Because the two of us, we are not speaking in English. Yeah, we're talking to each other in English. And because we speak the same language, we believe we understand the other person. 
which is not always the case that that I mean that is human you know you have misunderstandings I have my definition of certain words uh, I have my trauma traumas I have my issues and you as well so it is not said that what you meant to say or what you did want to say is the same thing I am understanding is is the same thing I'm 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 hearing and vice versa you know Mm-hmm. So, but, but like speaking in English or dancing is not the same. So, because what I like very much is like on a social, you go, you go, you uh, dance with five, with 10, with 20 different dance partners. And with each one, you have to, to start from zero. You, you start from zero to find your own communication between only the two of, of of us like my dance partner and me you know and so for me it's really a difference like it's communication equals is not equal language sure okay um and and do you for example can you sometimes sense a greater uh, level of intimacy um between different partners and yourself so Absolutely. if you yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah no no go yeah. ahead sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no 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 not at all um you couldn't interrupt me because i i'm here to hear what you have to say because i find it so fascinating um because this is kind of what i wanted to get at so this non-verbal communication this because it's also you communicate with facial expressions you communicate with your hands but you said your bodies are so close there is mm-hmm. such a level of intimacy mm-hmm. um and is a more skilled and experienced dancer able to communicate that intimacy better and also is it a question that if you personally find your partner uh, perhaps even attractive that the the communication takes on a new level as well okay those are three three things uh three <laughs> <laughs> sorry 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 no, no, no it's fine i just and and i want to answer all of them because they are great questions <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are just deep diving. That's great. So, um, okay. The, um, uh, I actually like that you use the word intimacy, that you lo- use the expression intimacy. The, the expression I always use is flow. So what happens, it, it, and yes, you have different flows with different people. So when I, okay, I uh, mostly dance with guys so that's why i will say like when i dance with a guy with a man with a leader uh because that is my my reality so when i dance with a with a guy um you can have an amazing flow and then you dance with the next one with the next leader and you can feel that it's not only the body or it's actually not maybe it's not even the body at all it's the energy because you are so near to the other person even though that you don't know this person that you really feel the energy of the other person and you have sometimes you have a very deep connection and sometimes you have uh, the opposite how would you say that in english it's um like um not quite you don't mean repulsion though do you yeah, like if you have the magnets, which are not, uh, uh, um, if you turn the magnets, they are not uh, stick, they do not stick together. They don't they, attract, yeah. they repel. Yeah. They repel, yes, exactly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and this is the interesting thing, because you cannot say from the beginning, you you mentioned like if you have, uh, like for example, you, you see, um, in my case, I see an attractive guy and uh, I'm dancing with him. It doesn't mean just because I like what I see that our energies match. It can be that uh, that the dance is great. It can be just from the flow point of view and the energy point of view. It, it could be that the dance is great and it could be that the dance doesn't work out at all because you have different rhythms. You have different ways of moving your body. Um, you have a different energy. And it doesn't mean that the person ca- cannot dance or can dance or I cannot cannot dance or can dance. It's just it doesn't fit. And that for me is so fascinating because you can tell this like in the first 30 to 40 seconds when you dance together, 
whether when you meet and you talk, you need more time to understand that. So that is my personal observation. And uh, maybe because you also mentioned the skilled skilled dancer, it it uh, for me I can only I, I can only share my my experiences and my point of view. Um, like if you have a skilled dancer, it is much easier to to cover if the energies do not match. But you cannot neglect them, you know, at the end. Okay. So, so, if, so yeah, because that is, yeah, it's on an energetic level, I'd mm. say. Okay. Um, and also, I mean, okay, so energy and rhythm and the fit, could that also translate into more sort of common parlance to chemistry? You know, when you encounter someone and you sense that I get on with this person or alternatively the other way around, you know, have, you have a new colleague and, you know, from the very first moment, you're like, there's something. No, it doesn't work. Um, it, could that also be construed as the communication of a kind of energy? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. But um, uh, but I would also say that when you have this kind of chemistry, like in the in the daily life, that we are not so sensitive to it. But if you dance, um, uh, you are much more open to it. And it uh, plays a bigger role. Yeah, it's, you understand it's, what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, I do, ah. I do. I, I find it fascinating because now I'm, I'm trying to think um, the 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 individual messages that you are communicating. If you if you meet if you meet for example if I have a colleague I meet an, an, a new person male female whatever you 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 meet and you uh, um, uh, you have people you you are attracted in a sense of your ah oh, I like this person like we we have the same. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, energy. And then you have others. You're like, oh, no, I should not go nearer. And then you have many that are like neutral. I think everybody knows this uh, this experience, had these experiences bef before. You, you meet people, you feel attracted uh, in an instant, and others you do not feel attracted, and many they are, you are neutral. Um, and then... You take the time and sometimes we try to force like, oh, but um, uh, I, you know, like if your boss is a person, you are genuinely not uh, having the same level of energy. Yeah. Uh, then you still would have to get along. And so you will uh, close your eyes for this for this energy, which is not there or for a, a rather negative energy or difficult one. Whether when you dance, you cannot close your eyes <laughs> because it simply doesn't work. Like for me, you, you can you can dance in the sense of you can do the steps and you can do the figure, but it will for those who who watch. But mostly, and it's yeah, it's even not so important those who watch because you dance for yourself. When you dance, you you can really feel you can feel the difference if you have a flow or you haven't a flow, mm -hmm. and you can have this only dancing like the basic steps you know it doesn't mean that if you have energy with somebody with your dance partners that you do all crazy shit and then you know like uh, 50 figures in uh, in in one song which i'm which i'm even not a big fan of so um um you can if you if you if you are in a flow you can have the basic step uh Turn right, turn left, and it looks uh, amazing, and it makes you feel amazing. Yeah. When you can coordinate it with a partner, you mean this uh, that that element of of the steps, the coordinating element, or your individual uh, sort of uh, rhythm with the beat, with the music, and that. The leading and the following. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also um, you know the, the the flow and energy elements of dance are normally more uplifting, aren't they? Though, because if you when you meet somebody in an office, you you, you go to work, you don't necessarily have that good mood element to you. But dancing, would do you not think it's uh, skewed towards positivity 
happiness, a better mood, a positive mood, because you're going to dance. And dancing is a passion, isn't it? Yes. And I mean, you have many, I have also some books here on the psychology of dance and uh, you have many, uh, you have a lot, you have a lot of scientific work also on the, on the results of dancing and uh, what it makes to the human body, to the human mind. And uh, we should all actually dance more and more and more. Yeah, mm. it's 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 healthy for your state of mind. Uh, it's uh, it's good for your body. You are, I mean, I'm not an expert on these things, but uh, I would have to look that up again in the books. But you 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 know that you start producing uh, hormones with made which made you good. And I just recently uh, I've just recently seen a, a very very nice um, photo um, uh, a collection of pictures where a photograph took pics from different people before they danced and after they danced on a social uh, night out and it's amazing to see it is so because you you can see in the faces that before they were like okay he's taking a picture i'm smiling you know like we are <laughs> customized to do so mm. and then when after they danced and he took the pictures they were like shining they were not smiling they were shining and i could relate to that because that is how i feel when i when i dance and if i good night out or if i dance i train um even if i dance for myself here at home and you you start feeling differently because you give yourself the the opportunity to express yourself And that, and this is for me very important. Um, again, I'm not a professional dancer and I'm dance. I started dancing again only like four years um, ago now, but it, it counts for everybody. You don't have to be a professional dancer and you can also just start a course once a week. You don't have to do three days of training per week and four social nights out per week to feel that. It, it just jumps into your body <laughs> right away from the first step. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you you are representative of a, or familiar with at least many different cultures um, from the basis of your origins, which we went into uh, with our first talk. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel that being able to dance the, the bachata also creates a bridge between the cultures that you represent and the Dominican Republic? No, no, I wouldn't go that far. No, okay. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't go that far. But what I definitely see is like, um, we have different kinds of dances. You have in every country, you have uh, your, your own dances, like uh, in... Uh, in Italy, on the Balkans, in, in England, here in Germany, everywhere, um, and uh, which which um, underlines my hypothesis that the, 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 we humans we need to dance. We need we need to move, and this rhythm, rhythmic, you say rhythmic movement to music mm. is something we always did in our history, and uh, and. In my opinion, we are losing it more and more because specifically this very traditional dances, they get more and more lost. They, we, we lose the knowledge. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can see, see that actually because um, a lot of these traditional dances are sort of um, left to older generations because the, the younger dances are more energetic and more inviting uh, in some ways, um, even though perhaps the message is more fleeting uh, and that the traditional dances have a certain sort of longevity to their meaning. Mm. Um, I think you're right. It's, it's, I think it's similar to many different cultures as well. So mm. um, lots of places like, I mean, Sardinia, for example, Corsica, you know, these people battle to maintain their language. Mm. Um, and, you know, in some places, that's not always possible because the people who are aware of the, that culture uh, is dwindling so much. Um, But a thing, with yes. a thing I'd like to uh, add. What I see is what I um, what I found very very interesting is when um, when I first started dancing again uh, a couple of years ago, uh, and then I went to Italy uh, for holidays and to visit my family over there. I went out for social dance as well, 
And what is more, more very interesting is that the there are there are variations in the in the dancing scene and in the way to dance in different countries. So a, a dancing bachata in Germany is is different than dancing bachata in Italy or in Belgrade or wherever, you know. Mm. And that is that that I found that quite interesting, and I find this very nice because it means that the the there is a there is a kind of connection of uh, the dance and the 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 tradition in the country where you pick up the dance i mean you know like as you said the domin that bachata comes from the dominican republic and the way it's danced here like okay for bachata sensual in in germany is a bit different than different than italy for example mm. and that is interesting Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do really appreciate diversity. I, I think if I had the opportunity to mention the word diversity 10 times in every podcast, I would, because I think I think diversity is what it's all about. Um, and I think beauty is in diversity. And also our our ability to appreciate and embrace diversity is a beautiful thing itself. And then if you if you <clears throat> if you come up with diversity, then let me also share one thing with you because um, I heard another podcast, I'm following also some dancing podcasts. So, and I like very much that um, there was a, um, a podcast I was listening to that took up the, the subject I mentioned before that you have a leader and you have a follower. And usually the norm is that the leader is a guy and the follower is a lady. But what I really like is you, you see also a lot of ladies leading ladies. You have two ladies to, uh, dancing with each other. You have this in some courses and you have it in the socials. Um, what I find a bit uh, sad is that I do not see so many male leader dancing with male follower. But they are. But they, I, don't, I don't see them so often. Um, and uh, that is why I would, or you dance like you have the lady leading and the guy following, you know, that would be yeah. also interesting. And uh, so if, if we could see more of that, that would be nice. But that is my personal opinion. I also know people who like uh, this very traditional patriarchal way of uh, having things which is there is a reason why the leader is a male and the follower is a <laughs> female <laughs> mm, yeah i mean that's definitely a good uh, an interesting line of conversation as well i mean to be honest it's, there's a part of that in what i wanted to ask next which which is um in itself a dance it, you know it's the result of um you know, cultural development and so um There are many dances which represent perhaps a battle, a conflict, mm -hmm. um, you know, this kind of uh, you know, a historically important event. If you were going to describe bachata, um, how would you describe it? Would you describe it, for example, a ship on a sea in a storm and it's fighting against the storm, but the two are at the same time held in an embrace? Um, or would you consider it to be some other kind of uh, conflict or perhaps no conflict at all? It's merely, um, as you said, two rivers flowing into one another. How would you describe bachata for somebody who has no concept of it? Okay, so for me, it is definitely not a battle and not a conflict. Um, for me, bachata is a very playful um dance and a very sen sensual dance if it comes like i'm talking about bachata sensual now uh, and it is more about discovering um where you could go together with your dancing partner during the song or the songs you are dancing it is It is not. Uh, it is not a battle, no. but that is my personal point of view when it comes to bachata sensual. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I would clearly want to state that I don't know enough about bachata tradicional and uh, its heritage, and the 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 meaning 
like where it comes from because that is uh yeah that is something i would have to look up as well yeah mm. okay yeah. yeah it's uh it, it is interesting as well and you also to come back to some of the things that we'll talk about before so for example um the um the way that you dance you mentioned there that it's a journey you know, mm -hmm. that you go somewhere. I mean, are are these journeys improvised? As in, is it a bit like jazz, where you basically go where you want and then your partner comes with you? Okay, you've got the leader and the follower, but how much can the leader lead uh, w without sort of forewarning? How improvisational can it be? It can be very improv improvisational. <laughs> <laughs> I like the word. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say it again. Um, um, so, um, but it 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 depends. Um, yeah, it depends on so many on so many things. I mean, you when you go and you learn uh, a dance, be it bachata, salsa, tango, whatever, foxtrot, um, you you learn the. On one hand side, you learn the technique, and on the other hand side, you learn the figures. You know. Mm. And I would actually wish for more, uh, and I also discussed that in some of the dancing schools um, I've been, um, to have uh, to have uh, le uh, lessons about how to lead and how to follow. Because leading is not easy and following is not easy. You have to learn that. And um, there is one um, very nice why would you say equation about uh, about dance it's about leading and following like the leader is the the frame and the follower is the picture so the leader gives the opportunity creates the frame for the follower to do things it's an invitation so that is the for me the most beautiful way to put the the game between a leader and a follower. But that is what I like and how I see it or how I wish for it. But there are also other understandings. Like the leader is it's like in business, you know. Uh, and then you have leaders like I tell you what I want you to do now. And to make myself very clear, I put a bit more force on it. And people are different. And for example, this second way of leading, you could hear that in the tonality of my voice, I guess, is not the way of leading I like. Not in business and not on the dance floor. Um, I'm more on the uh, same eye level. I'm more the type of person who likes that and uh, to be invited and to discover together then to be told from above what I should do and when and how because then I cannot express myself anymore then I'm only following uh, commands and that again is not dancing for me that is not getting in connection there's no flow fascinating um you I actually i actually i actually i mean i've been in my in my professional career i've been also a, a, a project leader a project manager i had the uh, responsibility also for for teams and um so when i started dancing in the first year, there was a, an idea I had. It was like, actually, every every project leader, every manager, every, everybody who is in charge and responsible for um, for others should start dancing and should learn to dance as a leader and as a follower. Because it's really interesting how how yeah what you can get out of it at, at least and if you are open for it at least in my opinion 
I, I was I was really not surprised when I discovered which kind of leading I prefer. And then after a while, I realized like, yeah, no, no wonder that I prefer more an I level kind of leading because that is also the way I lead. You know, mm. and um, I get very non, um, how you say, um, I rather I rather uh, um, start um, creating a distance if people push too hard. If people, you know, if they like, like you do it like this and that, you know, like this old school hierarchical kind of leading. That dictatorial in many ways. Yeah, yeah. that is now it. Uh, yeah, that is a very strong word. But yeah, in that direction, you know, and uh, mm. for me, I get in the opposition. Yeah, that's the word. You know, if I feel too much pressed uh, in in one direction i'm like oh <laughs> are we going to do yes it's like okay are we in this team together are we trying to find a solution for this project together are we in this dance together is it 50% leader and 50% follower or is this um, a show off of the leader and i'm just a piece of meat being thrown around to to yeah. put it like very <laughs> no, very, very strongly as you say but yeah. okay so yeah so you you are essentially a rebel aren't you you um you can take things within uh, a certain capacity because you have uh, acquiesced you have given somebody the right to lead um but it has to be done within a certain um standard and if it goes beyond that then you're no no no, no that's not how it works yes Yes, exactly. And there is also a very big discussion in the dance scene and uh, specifically um, specifically amongst followers that to say no and not particularly not to a dance like somebody comes and would you like to dance? Do you say no? No, that, I don't mean that. But just before just because you ask me if we want to dance or I ask you to dance and you are leading that doesn't mean that I will follow in all the figures because they are figures you can get like you can get hurt while dancing. I know so many great um, uh, dance instructors, like all of them, they have back issues. They have their shoulders, like how you say that, ripped up, ausgekugelt. You know, Dis like dislocated. Dislocated, you know, uh, followers who have their shoulders dislocated just because there was a misunderstanding in the dance or because the the leader was a bit too too tough on the arm and um there are a lot of there are a lot of beautiful figures but you can you can really severely hurt yourself your neck uh your atlas joint your atlas gelenk you like that like, i mean we are we are bodies we are vulnerable and uh, and it looks beautiful if uh, you see a leader like doing amazing things with a follower but then the follower needs to be ready because if you are not ready you uh, you um, cramp you like you know like you yeah. get tense and that um um yeah, that will endanger you more. Mm. And it removes from it, the spectrum yes. as well, isn't it? Yes. So the discussion over is is like to to tell the leader, like, okay, I understand that you want me to do a drop back now, but I don't want to. Wh whatever the reason is, because I don't feel to, because I have an injury, because uh, I'm scared you will not uh, uh, hold me, because I don't want to. So, and then to, to say this, you know, and, um, yeah. Yeah, it's also a, uh, an element of empowerment, isn't it? Yeah. And this is why I would say, like, it's not that the follower is um, dumply doing everything the leader is saying. And the leader has, and this is also in the working world, the leader has a fucking responsibility. If you are in charge for whatever, a project, a process, a team, financial issues, you have the responsibility. It's not only about the title and the crown, you know, and the shiny. It is you have the fucking responsibility. 
And a good leader takes the responsibility and taking the responsibility is like you you can you can see and you can also see when you when I stand at the at the dance floor and I observe dancers you can tell which leader takes takes uh, responsibility for his or her follower and who doesn't and then sometimes leaders don't take the responsibility responsibility because maybe they didn't learn it they don't know how they are still um, trying to to learn which is totally fine um, but then you have also the leaders who just have a particular understanding of leading and then I already know okay that that is not like okay with this leader I know it's it's not going to work out if we dance together because I prefer a different kind of leading I, I, I like a clear leading, you know, mm. but uh, it doesn't mean that it's not clear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, as you, you know, alluded to earlier, that there's a lot of uh, psychology uh, involved in yes. this. And um, sometimes perhaps a battle of wits, a battle of genders, a battle of will. Um, but there's also the, the battle with oneself. What will I yes. allow this person to do? Um, how far will I allow myself to go? Um, it's hmm. a battle with yourself. And it's also, it is really like a personal growth thing. Personal, personal deve personality development thing. Because if you go to a social and you want to dance, you cannot hide in the last corner, in the last, table because then nobody will ask you to dance and you will most probably not jump out of this corner right to the dance floor to ask somebody to dance with you so what usually happens is when you're on a social the ones who would like to dance they position themselves near at the dance floor you know and then you can see uh with whom would i like to dance um uh, who looks kind or nice to me, which way of dancing do I like, and, and the others do the same. But to put yourself on the spot, to put yourself there, uh, it means that you show yourself. And that takes also a certain amount of courage. You know, like, and um, for example, for me, if I am fine with me, if I feel grounded, if I feel good, then I, I love it. I love to stand there by the dance floor and look around and look, okay, the next one, this one and this one. And then uh, people come and ask me for a dance and I ask them. So that is, that's, that's amazing. But of course, I have also days where I'm not so like bad days mm. where I don't feel that grounded, where I doubt myself where you had a shitty day, whatever, you know, so uh, you had the wrong food, it doesn't matter what, what what's the reason. And then it is even, it is more difficult to put yourself out there and mm. to show yourself. Because if you are with your own, if you're not clear with yourself, how can you be clear with the others? No. Yeah. Well, then and you to, can to, come... Hmm? Then you can come and sit with me on that far table and we can just have a chat then rather than dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, I think I interrupted you though. No, no, I think no? I Okay, all right. Um, but is, what is also brilliant is that you, you mentioned personal growth and personality and character development exactly when that's what I was getting to, because so much of the dance um, uh, sort of psychology and uh, the sort of mental preparation that you, you mentioned leads directly into mindfulness. And, and you, when we talked before, you said for you, mindfulness is in many ways personal growth and development isn't it yes yes yeah B because um the more the the more I, yeah the more clarity you gain 
the more you reflect upon yourself and your experiences and why things are happening and why you are handling things the way you do, um, the more yeah you reflect upon these issues, the more mindful you are already. You know, for me, mindfulness is a is a process. It's not a a far a far aim somewhere behind the mountains. You know, it's uh, mm. it's you are being mindful with every step. You can be mindful for two seconds and on a day, or for two hours, or for the entire day. It depends. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sorry. Because mindfulness, like if I get to know myself better and better, I know myself more and I can be more present in certain situations. So being present is being mindful. So I understand what is triggering me. I understand, um, like simply the thing I said before, if you can go, you can go f for a dance And you expect to have a great evening, and then the evening is somehow shitty. Yeah, I had that like two weeks ago. <laughs> I had a particular shitty <laughs> evening. The evening, but 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 here it comes. Mm. The evening was nice, and if I reflect like very neutrally on it, then I had also I had good times. The, actually, the evening was 50-50. I had I had great uh, chats. I had great dances. But I also had this phases where I was feeling totally lost uh, over there. And I was like, I have to escape. I have to leave here. I don't fit in here. I have to go. But this is my my brain. Oh, my brain fuck. My 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 film, you know, like my my mind is that. That is not it is not what what happens outside it's happening outside because it's happening inside you know inside of me mm. yeah i mean i'm not gonna attempt at all to psychoanalyze you um especially not from this distance um but uh, <laughs> Please I'm not, no. <laughs> yeah, no 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 absolutely not i'm not i'm not qualified to do so and uh, but i mean even if we were sitting here together and we would have a chat and i would simply give an opinion or, or ask a couple of pointed questions um and, and no more but um yeah I, i find it interesting is it is it like you were kind of having a uh, sort of ongoing struggle with yourself that you wanted to be there, you were excited about being there and you, you were not really able to make the most? Did you feel you weren't making the most of the opportunity after all of these months of uh, isolation? Uh, why do you think it was then? You had such mixed uh, feelings throughout yeah, the Yeah, I think there is this magic word of expectation. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know so because i had i had beforehand two or three um socials like nights out they were amazing like amazing you know i was when i went back home by bicycle i was like literally flying back <laughs> <home>. <laughs> yeah that like um i i have to state this because this is how i describe dancing for me when i dance and when i have a good time dancing and I have this flow I sincerely can feel my soul vibrating it's like it goes so deep I love it and um, and I mean it's life you cannot have only ups because you will not um, appreciate the ups if you don't have the downs and And then at the end, what is a down? You know, like if I had two or three amazing nights out and then the fourth night is not as amazing as the others, is it, is it, does it automatically equal to be a shitty night out? It's just a different night out, mm. you know? Mm. So uh, things were just simply, they were different. So, and um, yeah. And I, but I know that the things I'm telling you now and the, the reflection I'm doing like or sharing like now, I couldn't have done that 10 years ago. And this is where for me this personal growth and uh, personality development kicks in. Like mm. you, if you are able to reflect upon yourself and to understand 
you know this is uh, why why is uh, why did a meeting with my boss go a certain way why did a talk with my fiance go another way my a talk with my son daughter whoever you know a dance a training with a football uh, uh, team or whatever whatever we do you know we have we have mostly we have uh, expectations towards us and towards others but we have we are we don't have them on a con we don't have them consciously and that is the problem yeah so. I, i'm I, a lot of the times when i've spoken with uh, the, the people with whom i work um uh, the problems that they communicate to me always stem in some in some way from uh, expectations and the lack of um, realistic expectations we have these uh, you know we we allow ourselves to be disappointed by having unrealistic expectations and the concept of expectation management mm. is really difficult for some people to to get you know their sort of mind around mm. yeah Exactly. Yeah. I mean, do you think does, is mindfulness in some ways a kind of a key towards managing those expectations? Because you have like a, you sort of achieve a form of understanding which allows you to control your 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 emotions, allows you to to bring you down, to be a bit more balanced. You know, there's that word that we talked about before. Actually, I would not use the word control. It's not about a controlling from for me. For okay. me, it's about being aware. It's about awareness. Like, am I now, like, am I mm, scared? Am I angry? Am I sad? And if I'm angry, am, am, I, am I really angry? Or am I covering up my sadness with that? You know? Mm. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's um, like... It's not bad to have expectations, but I think because expectation, they can also push you. Um, but I think the key is really to be aware that you have this expectations. Like if I say, we go back to the dancing, I go out tonight and I expect to have an amazing day, uh, an, an amazing night out. I expect to dance with 50 different leaders, yeah? Or I expect to be fit enough to dance until 3 a.m. And then you dance only with 40 leaders. I'm, I'm taking hilarious numbers, but, you know, like, and, um, and, and you are um, tired at midnight. So what? It, it doesn't make what you experienced before less worthy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and you before you kind of suggest not control. Yeah, you, yes. you look. You, yeah, so Awareness. that suggests. Yeah, so is there something bad about the idea of control? Is is being or trying to uh, sort of uh, introduce control uh, a counterpoint to awareness in your your thoughts? I think maybe for me. Mm, yeah, like if I'm really honest, control, the, the term control for me has a, a slight negative connotation. Um, control is important as a, as a, how you say, as a, as an idea, as a, no? Yeah, um, concept. As a concept, thank you, that was the word. <laughs> um, uh, as a concept, but, um, I personally believe that in the society we live and in these times we live, control is like everywhere. And we we grow up uh, um, and you you need control. You need control. You you have social control and you have you you need a certain amount of control even if you want to 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 run a state or run run a, a business or organize your household you know yeah but what i'm pledging for is like to be aware that that is control because like just talking about like the two of us that 
about control makes it makes it um, tangible you know mm. and i'm 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 i would wish for to have it more more consciously the concept of control because if you if you see the control then you can always ask yourself like okay is this fine with me do i want this or would i prefer it in another way i mean how often do we control i mean baby boys get controlled in a way like I'm coming up with an old, uh, with an old and old and an old example. It's like, don't cry. And girls should control themselves in a way like, don't show your anger. But you, um, is it suppress? You you suppress mm. your feelings. You and and so in this way, I think control has a negative connotation. For example, yeah, no, no, yeah. from from definitely from the the examples that you gave, uh, I can see how how control would be uh, have definitely a negative influence, especially on the development of an individual. Yeah. Because if you don't if you don't allow yourself to experience, yes. uh, you know, certain things, then you're not going to develop, are you? So absolutely, yes. from that perspective, you're completely correct. To point out my erroneous word choice, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I just, I just, uh, I just, uh, uh, I, I just felt the reaction to your choice of words. So I was like, I have to say something. <laughs> no, absolutely, I, absolutely, yeah. And it's, I, I, you know, when I speak um, with you know people such as yourself, I, I, I renounce any idea of control before I press the record button um, for the basic reason that uh, if that were the case, then I would simply, you know, give you a script, you know, um, exactly. and, and yeah. I think to do that, I would simply be, um, you know, preventing us from sharing an experience, which also other people would, you know, benefit from. Um, because you, 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 you bring so much to the table, it would be a shame. Uh, inherently for me for example it just comes to my mind control is the opposite of flow yeah if you are controlling yourself too hard you cannot come into a certain kind of flow because flow for me for for me as of my understanding is to let go to open up to let things in, you know, and to not control. Yeah, I mean, but that's scary for some people, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> scary, I think, for everybody. That's also scary for me, for myself. But, and it doesn't mean that you can, uh, I, I wouldn't want to have that all the time. <laughs> I don't want to lose my control, my self-control <laughs> in my daily life. But I, what I very much appreciate uh, that I have this um, opportunities to let go of the imagination that I have to have self-control all the time. And only when you let go of it, you will become consciously that you had it before. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and that is what I what I meant before and with like um, awareness and getting to know yourself. Yeah, I found this fascinating. Mm. I, it's just like yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a bit like when you sort of breathe out without realizing you'd been holding your breath. Um, yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Well. Okay. All right. Um, that's a really intense, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of uh, you know, series of uh, exchanges. 
Um, okay. Yeah, that, that just food for thought. You know, there's so much there to to reflect Digest, upon. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, and we've also we've flown through the hour. Um, and yeah. yeah, and yeah, there's a lot. There's that's a really. Let's have uh, mercy with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With I, your guests. <laughs> my my word. Yeah, I think I need to you know cold bath now to sort of let everything uh, yeah sort of flood out. Um, but, no, but before we do. Uh, it's it's only fair because I I had promised promised you um, a, a sort of a, a relaxing and somewhat uh, playful question thereafter. Now, you we spoke last time about you and your motorbike, and yeah, you, yeah and and now you're going on a wonderful trip. Yeah, yeah, um, and I can hear the excitement in your voice when you said that. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about the trip? I mean, you don't have to tell us all everywhere that you want to go and so on, but some of the, you know, the the, the mental imagery that you have when you think about your trip and what, what really inspired you to, to, to do this and to plan it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a road trip with a friend of mine together, two ladies and their bikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love road trips, but I've... I've done many road trips to South uh, uh, to South Europe uh, in uh, in the past. Um, yeah, and this is, will be the very first time I do it by by bike, and we are going to northern Italy. So we will uh, drive through through Switzerland and then to Italy. And uh, yeah, I'm yeah that for me this is pure freedom <laughs> because it's it's like we will we will start from here. Um, and then we have around about 900 kilometers to to arrive to the let's say first destination, and we will see if it takes two hour, two days, it takes two days. If it takes three days, three days, and we will see where we will stop. Um, so yeah, it's this kind of uh, it's not it's not. It's not a controlled. <laughs> it's not a controlled travel in the sense of that we know where we're going to stay and when we will arrive and everything. So. Um, yeah, and I love it. It for me, it, for me, simply the idea is pure freedom. Mm. Yes, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's an adventure. It's amazing. I I'm and I'm really, really, really happy that um, that we are able to do it because this is something we had in plan at the beginning of the year, and then due to different circumstances, at a certain point, we decided maybe. Also, due to Corona, we 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 um, decided to to instead uh, of going to Italy, we would go to to Berlin. That's actually what I told you last time that I would come uh, beginning of July to Berlin, and then I'm planning a central talk in Berlin. And now plans changed again. Well, that's mm. life, I guess, and uh, it's great that that's life. Uh, yeah, we changed back uh, to the good old plan to go to Italy, and that's what we're going to do. Yes, and it's it's great. It's amazing. I'm all electrified about that. It's 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 yeah, it's cool. I, I think drive to the ocean. <laughs> uh, I think people can hear that uh, electrification, <laughs> as you point out. Um, wonderful, uh, Tanya. What can I say? So I, I know that for um, yeah, the next time that we talk, it's going to be after this trip. Yes. Um, and so therefore, I'm really looking forward to hearing some of your, you know, the tales of your adventures and the, the experiences that you had as well, just perhaps as a small introduction. Yes, um, we can yeah. do that. That would be wonderful. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. It's, uh, it's another sort of jaw-dropping exchange. Um, so much that you've sort of packed in there. Um, well, yeah, what can I say? Thank you, Tanya. It's, uh, as always, an education and uh, a real pleasure. Uh, thank you very, very much for, for joining me. Thank you for having me, Zach. And thank you, thank you for having me for the third time now. <laughs> 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 and it yeah. it's, it makes uh, it is uh, really it's uh, so much fun to talk to you and it's uh, you are throwing so interesting questions uh, to me so that I I really yeah I like that it's really nice thanks 
Thanks. Thanks a bunch. And thanks to everybody who takes the time to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. And uh, I hope they enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I should also try to put in more. Uh, I should put an email address somewhere so that if somebody wants to send me uh, uh, or you, of course, a message that they should uh, feel free to do so. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, or a Twitter handle or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. All right, we'll do that. Yes, of course. A pleasure. Um, this was number three. I hope there'll be 103 uh, opportunities <laughs> to talk with you. Um, and that, that would just be great and still not enough. So thank you. Thank you again. And have a great trip. Buon viaggio. Thank you. Grazie mille. <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Two, two, two. And a mic. and a mic.